you are Jesus came to pay a price for our redemption. He came to pay a price for our redemption. And he paid a full price. God's named price for our redemption. If he hadn't died for us, we wouldn't be talking about Jesus. He died for us. He died. He went to the cross. He suffered on his way to the cross. Like yesterday night, he was telling me, he said, look, those nails didn't go through my hands for nothing. They didn't go through my hands for nothing. I didn't go through all that for nothing. It's for you. Jesus didn't go to the cross for himself. He didn't have to. Hallelujah. He went there because of you and I. Because of what concerns us. Everything that concerns us. Especially when things look messed up. He died because things were messed up. Not because everything went right. We don't need Jesus because we're doing things right. We need him so much more if we're doing things right. If we felt we haven't done what we're supposed to do. That's what we need him. The most. So if, 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 if you look at the world and the world is in bad shape, that was why Jesus died. If somebody is sticking needles everywhere, there is a vein in their bodies, that person was the reason why Jesus died. What he did was for all and for all time. And it cannot be undone. What Jesus did cannot be undone. We haven't plumbed the depths of it. The only way you can get away from it is to reject Jesus. Romans chapter 5 verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In fact, while we were yet not born and had not committed one sin, Christ died for us. He took care of the sins past, sins present, and sins in the future. He took care of sin. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Now, when I say future sins, it is not, oh, Jesus already paid for it, so let me go and rob a bank. You know, he already paid for my bank robbery before I did that. No, that, that's not supposed to come to you because you're a new creature now. You're not the old self. You're a new self now. There is a new man inside of you now. That new man is the righteousness of God. Is in the nature of God. 
has the character of God. The reason why we declare the things we're talking about, somehow we talk about the fact that of what is right for the believer, what's not right for the believer, is essentially dealing with the soul of man. The day you were born again, your human spirit was perfect. It's your mind that is being renewed and transformation takes place as the soul begins to acquire knowledge of who God is. The transformation takes place in our souls. Our spirit man is a son of God. Hallelujah. We're born of that incorruptible seed. The Bible says here in verse 10, it says, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. When he's talking salvation here, when he says saved, he's talking about at the end of it. When everything is said and done, we will be standing by the Father. Seated with Jesus in heavenly places. We'll be seated there because that is our place. And not only so, but we also join God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. We have received the atonement. Jesus, his blood atoned for our sins, brought reconciliation back to God. He paid a price, a once-for-all price. You know, what he did was like somebody who came and said, okay, um, how much is all the sums of the money in the world? They tell you. How much is all the money that can ever be printed in the world? You tell the person. He said, okay, I'm going to pay one price for it all. How much is that? And they tell him and he paid for it. And at the time he paid for this thing, you just had $5,000 with you. But he had paid for the whole field. So there's nothing somebody can come up with that Jesus did not pay for except rejecting him or outrightly blaspheming the Holy Ghost. But we shouldn't be finding out what we can do to destroy what God has done. We should be find, headed in the other direction in the direction of loving God, in the direction of doing, pleasing God, doing the will of God, doing the will of the Father by faith. Hallelujah. Now let's come to the gist. It says, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over all them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. The person that was to come is Jesus. The figure was Adam. Where God was going originally was Jesus. 
If anything goes wrong, he will rebuild it better. God is the ch- champion of build back better. You see, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, had abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. I'm going, to, I'm going to come back to this. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did Jesus do? When he came here, he demonstrated the Father, demonstrated how that God loved people and that he would heal the sick. He demonstrated the fact that God wanted us to move away from the darkness that we had learned from the devil, that man had learned from darkness. and said, come to light. This is the way to live the life of God. The Bible says Jesus Christ, a man anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That's what he was doing. Hallelujah. When he saw things that were wrong, he corrected them. He just didn't leave them like that. He said, look, this is not how to do things, children. This is how to do it. Glory be to God. And he would correct. And, and he, would, he taught all of us what to do. Then he gave us power, ability in the Holy Ghost and gave us authority. That means he gave us both the badge and the muscle. <laughs> you know, if you have a badge and you don't have the muscle, if they get you in a dark alley and nobody's there, they could beat you up. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all, all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. If I, by the obedience of one, where he says shall many be made righteous, he's not talking about the fact that they had not been made righteous already, but it's the fact of those who will take advantage of it. Those who will see that what, that was what happened and receive it. Hallelujah. It, it, those, it is those, it, it, those that receive it are the ones that will actually experience it. Hallelujah. If you don't accept it, it won't work for you. Glory be to God. You say, moreover, the law entered that offense but abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That means that where God put up the law for us to see what was sin and what was righteous, 
Now, when the law showed up, and if it happened that in a particular society like in America, that the sin was overwhelming, he said, in that place, the grace of God will much more abound. That means that God will go the extra mile to provide what is needed for the change of that society if we are willing and we talk to God about the people and about the country and about wherever that we are. You know, things are changing in America, right? We're impacting the nation. We're impacting our world. You know, we're the new sheriffs in town. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, all this crap that they're trying to do, they wouldn't do it. They can't do it. We're stopping them. <laughs> we will continue to stop them. Hallelujah. We'll continue to stop them. They, they, can, they cannot do the thing. Bible says that God frustrates the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. God does that. He wake up and say, no show. That thing you're thinking about, you're not going to do it. Praise the Lord Jesus. Jesus paid for the main thing, the sin, because it was through sin, through the disobedience of one man, that sin entered into the world and death through sin. So Jesus stopped sin in his tracks. He stopped death in his tracks by stopping sin. By reversing what Adam did, it has been reversed in us who have received Jesus Christ. And you get filled with the Holy Ghost because you can't live the Christian life without the spirit of grace. Grace is a spirit. As much as it is a legal privilege, grace is a spirit. He's the one that manifests the vital. But he cannot be there without the legal. Through the obedience of one man, hallelujah, but not as the offense, so is the free gift. For if through the offense of one man, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, had abounded unto many. Praise God. And so he paid one price and obeyed the Father to the end so that everything that the devil did in Adam can be reversed and gave us much more on top of it. Hallelujah. That's what he did. He died for me that I should not die but live. When we begin to contend for that, death will find its way. It's us. Begin to contend for what belongs to you. I should not be sick. Some stuff cannot happen to me. It can happen to some other person. But if the word of God says it does not belong to me, it doesn't belong to me. The Bible says to contend earnestly for the faith which has once and for all been delivered unto the saints. He said, beloved... When I gave all diligence to write unto you 
of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. We are the ones contending for what is ours. When, when, when the adversary says that, well, I have come and, and you did this and you did that and you did that and you did that, you have two things that you can do. You start feeling, oh, woe is me. I did all these things. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me, Lord. Then you start crying. You're not contending. You're crying. But you're accepting all the accusations. Now, these things you have repented of them many years ago, ask God to forgive you, you were having a nice time. In fact, before the devil walked in, your hands were raised up and you were feeling all the glory of the Lord that there is. And all of a sudden, this, this rascal comes beside and starts telling you, bring down your hands, you did this. If I don't smile anymore, you did that. In fact, why are you standing up? Sit down, you did this. In fact, why are you sitting in front? Go to the back. You did that. And you see a Christian begin to shrink. <laughs> you know, you, you had your hands up. You were glad. You were talking to people, shaking their hands. Now he has said, bring down your hands. You're a sinner. You bring down your hands. Okay. But what should the believer do? The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. He, that means he's righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now when he has already done that, the Bible says their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. So he's not the one bringing it up to you again. He's not the one. He's the devil. The accuser. And you ought to say to him, what, what are you talking about? Hallelujah. It doesn't exist anymore. And it will never come to play anymore concerning your life. It will not, you cannot, it cannot be reckoned to you again. Those things. Now, that, let's see something in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 18. This was even under the law. Verse 21. He said, but if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he had committed and keep all my statutes to do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. But let's stop here. Because if we stop, if we go beyond this place, you will say, but pastor, I repented. I know. But I, I don't go to evangelism when everybody else is going. Pastor, I don't come to church every time when people open the door. Uh, pastor, you know. I've not kept all his statutes thereafter. Now listen. The condition for righteousness under the Old Testament and the condition for righteousness under the New are different. Under the Old, you had to, comp you had to keep the law to be declared righteous. In the New Covenant... You began the walk by faith in, and received a free gift of righteousness. So right off the bat, you started with righteousness. You were declared righteous 
and was now asked to live for God freely. Do you understand? Now, I'm not saying that for you to use it as an excuse to just be doing, you know, some stuff. No, you love God. Hallelujah. You didn't receive religion. Amen. So, if a man who was living wrongly repents, a child of God, you did something wrong, you repented, and you started living for God again. It may not be totally perfect, but you started living for God sincerely from your heart. You started coming back to God. You're doing the things that you, you, you know to do. Hallelujah. According to the grace that has been given to you. You're doing things for God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, because God is your righteousness now. The Bible says, all his transgressions, verse 22, that he had committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In the righteousness that he had done, he shall live. Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus Christ says, I will not remember it. And God gave a decree. The king of the universe made a decree that that thing should be expunged and not be mentioned to that person again. 